Zurich, what, what are you staring at? Are you looking at the hopes and dreams of the San Diego goals going away? Yeah, you are. Yeah, we're going to talk about the San Diego goals six-game losing streak on today's Locked On Gulls, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. This is Zuri right here. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and this is Goals Thursday. I'm also a part-time contributor to Defend the Nest, which is a San Diego Goals-based blog slash recap. So I'm doing some of the recaps right now for the Goals. And yeah, Defend the Nest. Check it out. All right. Zuri, I think, is going to go down. Zuri, you want to say hi to the folks at home? Yeah? Nope. The folks are not up there. Nope. Zuri. Yeah, there we go. She wants down. All right. So as I mentioned, um, I'm contributing for Defend the Nest right now, which is relevant because this is Goals Thursday. And because it's Goals Thursday, I do want to talk a little bit about who's gone up, who's gone down, particularly who's gone down. And we're going to talk about the last couple games the goals have had. Um, they're bad. <laughs> they're, there's no way around it. The goals have lost six consecutive games dating back to the game I just recapped over the weekend. Since we last spoke, the goals played two games against the Calgary Flames. They did not go well, folks. Calgary beat San Diego 7-3. to Last Friday at Pachanga Arena, 7-3. to That was bad. I mean, the best thing I could say about that particular game was that, you know, Nicholas Bruyard, he looks good. And also, I, I think Rocco Grimaldi, I, I, I know that there's going to be those that say, why isn't Rocco Grimaldi up with the Ducks? I'll explain that right now. The reason that Rocco Grimaldi is not up with the Ducks is because he's on an AHL-only contract. And I forgot about this yesterday. And I I actually talked about this recently. Not on the podcast, but I talked about this at an AHL game recently. And I said, well, it's the whole waivers thing. So let me repeat this. The reason that Rocco Grimaldi is not with the Ducks right now is because he has an AHL-only deal. The thing with that deal is that he has to pass through waivers in order to sign an NHL contract. And I don't know if they want to risk that. They probably do, given that the Ducks have had a rash of injuries recently that I alluded to in the last article. Right now, the Ducks could use Grimaldi's speed and scoring. They could. I mean, he got things going right away on that Friday game against Calgary. In fact, it looked it looked like San Diego might pull like pull away early on. They were the aggressors for the first maybe four or five minutes of the game. I honestly thought after Grimaldi scored in the first minute and then the goals went on that power play, I thought, oh, they can get two right here. They absolutely could. They did not cash in, and I felt like that was kind of one of those moments where I said, that's going to cost them later. And it kind of did. Momentum just shifted to Calgary, 
They scored a couple unanswered goals. San Diego tied it up at two, thanks to Nicholas Bruyard. After that, it was all Calgary. All Calgary. They scored four unanswered goals, and that was pretty much the game right there. Wranglers went on to win that one 7-3. 7-3. The big thing on that one was there was a bit of a scrap towards the end. Okay, more than a scrap between Oli Duolevi and Alex Gallant. I I would say, or not Gallant, um, Nicholas Maloche. Gallant was also in there, but Duolevi definitely pissed in someone's cornflakes on that one. So it became fight night, Apachanga Arena, San Diego lost their cool. And I feel like that fight did not do the goals any favors whatsoever. In fact, looking at that game, I even thought to myself, this, this could really come back to haunt them on Saturday's game. And it absolutely did. The goals had nothing. They had no energy, no momentum. Calgary was hitting like crazy. That that was pretty much it right there. So that was Friday's game. I'm going to save segment two as the big segment of this particular podcast and talk at length about the game on Saturday. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. You have the NBA, you have the NFL, NHL's in full swing right now, you have boxing, MMA. All those great sports at Bet Online. And by the way, you could also put a bet down on who's going to be the first or the next NHL coach fired this season. And a lot of people are saying Dallas Eakins could be next. So if you want to place a bet on that, head over to Bet Online right now using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On podcast network and please gamble responsibly welcome back to locked on goals which is part of locked on anaheim ducks and part of the locked on podcast network you're locked in with jason jd hernandez contributor to defend the nest let's talk about first before we get to the saturday game i want to mention I didn't mention this last time. It was Ole Eriksson Ek that got the start for the goals on that game. He just has not looked... I don't want to say he hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked comfortable in net in recent games. I don't know if he needs to go back and fix something mechanically. There's There was a couple of goals there that he probably should have had. But Eriksson Ek just... He looked like he was out of his comfort zone just a little bit on that game. So San Diego tried to right the ship by putting Lukas Dostal in between the pipes on Saturday night. Folks, this one was ugly almost from the start. I mean, the goals had a five-game losing streak. They tried to have some redemption. The lines to start that game were really interesting because Dmitry Osipov, for some reason, went to the top line. All right, so no Jacob Perot in the top line, no Evan Winger in the top line. Nope, they kept Tracy and Perot together on the third line with Bryce Kindop. 
If that doesn't send a message, I don't know what will. Well, it sent the wrong message, apparently. Oh, and of course, Rocco Grimaldi, um, you know, being on that first line with Bogru and Ozipov. Really, really strange. Just all around in the forwards. First period was a strong one for Calgary. Like, Nick Simone looked aggressive right away. But... Ah, you know who sailed the puck over the net? Austin Strand. Who, by the way, did you know, and I pointed this out to a couple folks on the weekend, because I think I actually looked this up over the weekend. Austin Strand leads the Ducks in expected goals for minus expected goals against. Shout out to Forever Mighty on that one. You guys are awesome. But ah, he he sailed one over the net. Strand just had the puck and went... Bloop! Over the glass. Over the netting. Over everything. So, he got nailed for delay a game. Puck over the glass. Calgary has the best power play in the Western Conference at 29.2%. By the way, only the Cleveland Monsters are higher at 32%. So, the Wranglers, very strong on the power play. Luckily for Dostal... Nothing on that first power play. Some good active sticks early on. Look, Calgary was mostly in the perimeter in the beginning of the game. The goals didn't have much possession. So what happens? It takes another five minutes for even Evan Winger to get the goals first out of the game. And then he drew a cross-checking penalty on Walker Deer. Deer. Walker Deer. So the goals got a power play chance. It was bad. It looked as bad as the Ducks power play recently. Ugh. And that continued in the first period. Dostal stopped pretty much every shot that came his way. But then it was adventure time. Let me break this one down for you. So the goals had puck possession. Had puck possession. There was a bit of a turnover between Justin Kirkland, who used to play for the Stockton Heat, and Danny O'Regan. They were around the blue line, tried to get it to one another. For some reason, there were three goals players on the blue line. I don't know why, but they were all in the same area. One tried to pass to the other. I think it was O'Regan that tried to pass off to Kirkland. And whoops, there's a turnover. So what happens next? It was a race between Brett Sutter and Jared Hilderman. It's a race. Someone else is also a part of that race. Lukash Dostal. Yeah, Dostal decided to have a little bit of fun and have a little bit of an adventure because he left his crease. And when I say he left, I mean he left his crease. He was a good 15 to 20 feet at least outside of the net to his left. And there he was barreling into his own teammate. Ah, oh, poor Hilderman. So ran into his teammate. Dostal is a dead duck. Hilderman crashed into him. And there's Brett Sutter, who also was part of the crash. So that left Walker Deer wide freaking open. He had an open net and he just fanned on it. Now, I know that Andy Zilch said that Danny O'Regan had 
a little bit of a stick save. But on the alternate angle replay, it looked like Danny O'Regan didn't really get much of the stick, if at all. It looked like Walker Deer, he, he just whiffed it. He just fanned on it. That should have been a goal. And it wasn't. Dostal have, having goalie adventures and lucking out tremendously on that one. So that kept it scoreless. That would be until Brett Sutter from about the high slot. He drilled his teammate Matthew Phillips along the hip area. And that wound up on Colton Pullman's stick. That made it 1-0 Wranglers. Imagine being Matt Phillips having that painful of an assist. I mean, you take a hard, hard shot off the side. You kind of go, oh, you wince in pain a little bit. All of a sudden, your teammate scores. And you're like, oh, cool. (laughs) Phillips just had this look like, damn, really? Like, you had to nail me that hard? After that, it was almost all Wranglers. San Diego played super aggressive on the forecheck. They were super aggressive trying to get some good shots. Jacob Perot had an open net, but Dustin Wolf held his ground, kept the puck in front of the line just as Jacob Perot barreled into Dustin Wolf and the net. He took out Wolf, he took out the net on the camera angle view that's behind the net or just above the net. The puck never crossed the line. It never crossed it. So it, re- it remains one nothing. But after that, I mean, the goals showed some energy for about four or five minutes. They peppered Dustin Wolf with a bunch of shots. The aggressiveness of that power play was looking better. And then it was all Calgary. They scored five more unanswered goals. Redeem Sahorna. Backdoor pass goal, 2-0. Then Nick DeSimone on the power play made it 3-0. Thanks, Nicholas Bruyard, for that cross-check. And then it was the AHL's leading scorer. Yep, Matthew Phillips, who's a whole different story altogether. I, I know Flames fans have been talking about him a lot. Well, he burned the goals. Literally burned him. He broke free against Drew Hellison and Jared Hilderman. Hilderman did not have a good game, by the way. He did not. Filthy finish on the backhand. 4-0 over the shoulder of Lukash Dostal. And then two more for Calgary. San Diego had one shot on goal in the third period. That shot came in the first 11 seconds of the period. And that was it. San Diego went 19 minutes and 49 seconds without registering a shot. They had they had almost nothing. I have to be honest with the Ducks fans and the Gulls fans. They had almost no energy. There was nothing going on defensively or offensively. Calgary just kind of stood back towards the end. They were content with that big lead that accumulated. Yeah, it was bad. 6-0 was the final score. For what it's worth... I got to give a shout out to Evan Winger. He looked strong in the forecheck, especially the first two periods. He drove puck play. He tried to stay aggressive, bringing the puck up whenever possible and doing a great job of just avoiding getting active sticks on his puck. He, he was very good overall, but still to no avail. 
one more note about this game. Dostal saw 40 plus shots again. That's the second game in a row where Dostal saw 40 plus shots. He saw 41 on this particular game. That's pretty bad. Not as bad as the 51 shots he gave up against Colorado just a week ago. He has by far given up the most shots or had the most shots against him in the AHL. At the time I wrote this, Lukash Dostal had 574 shots against him. Joel Hofer of the Springfield Thunderbirds had 474 shots against, 100 whole shots less. So, yeah, the San Diego goals have allowed the most shots on goal, on average. Just like their parent club, the Anaheim Ducks, who have also allowed the most shots on goal on average. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about some roster movement, and we'll get to more of that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Gulls which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And that's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so we're going to wrap up talking a little bit more about rosters as far as mainly the goals, because I did mention this on Locked On Ducks, where somehow Pavel Regenda is down to the San Diego goals. You heard that right. The Regenda Agenda is heading down to San Diego to hopefully get some regular playing time because I've been a critic of benching Pavel Regenda. He does not deserve that. He deserves playing time. He deserves to get the reps in. And if he's not going to get the reps in in Anaheim, he may as well get them in in San Diego, right? I mean, he is one of the more talented players on that Ducks roster. And frankly, one of the more defensively responsible players on the Anaheim Ducks. And somehow, somehow, I don't know how this happened. Let's look at a game recently. I did a game score on this. I retweeted this. Where Pavel Regenda had a zero negative score. Zero negatives. You've got to be really good to have a zero negative bar on a game. And I believe this was the other night. I want to say it was against uh, maybe, no, not Minnesota. It couldn't have been the Minnesota game. Had to be the one before that. I think it was, no, it was. It was Minnesota. It was that weird kind of like five to four. There was a lot wrong in that game. And then you see Pavel Regenda have zero negative game score compared to great offensive. I mean, wow. But at least he's going to get playing time down in Anna or down in San Diego, rather, which is a shame. But the goals need the help. They need all the help because look at the list of guys that are injured for San Diego right now. Josh Lapina, Brent Gates Jr., Chase DeLeo, Glenn Godin, Axel Anderson, Josh Healy, and Max Galode just got injured. So that's already a starting lineup, you know, minus goalie. Those guys that are injured, some of those guys would be on a starting roster, for crying out loud. Especially 
La Mirada native Chase DeLeo, who has been out for a while. Chase DeLeo is one of those guys that you love to have in the locker room. Captain, ability, that's the kind of guy you want on your team. And for him to be out for as long as he has, it, it sucks. It really does. Glenn Gaudin is another guy that I've liked when he was with the Stockton Heat. I've always liked his game. always thought he was a terrific two-way player. Something the goals need right now. Axel Anderson, he was showing improvement. So was Josh Healy. And they're all out. Even the other Josh, Josh Lapina, I thought he was getting better as well. Brent Gates, he's always good as a fourth liner kind of guy. Always kind of that, you know, you need someone to shore up the bottom six. That's another guy that the goals would desperately want back. So at least they're getting some reinforcements. They got Pavel Regenda now. I was hoping that the Ducks were going to call up someone and they didn't. I thought they would surely call up either Jacob Perot or Braden Tracy to deal with their 11-7 issues. But no. The Ducks decided we're going to stick with this. We're going to pick someone off of waivers. We're going to get Jason Megna. But Megna, he could be scratched. So what of that? What if Megna does not remain in Anaheim? Could he go down to San Diego? Could he get picked up on a waiver claim as well? I I don't know. I don't know where the Ducks are going. I don't know where the goals are going right now, but they're in last place. They need some more help. And they are looking into trades. I think they're going to be looking into acquiring someone pretty soon. Um, I was hearing that the goals are going to pick up someone from Coachella Valley. Um, Last I heard, it was going to be David Cotton. So it looks like he's going to be on his way to San Diego from the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Former Chicago Wolf. I'll have to get Sarah Avampato back and have her talk about David Cotton because she does cover the Chicago Wolves. Covered them all throughout that Calder Cup run. So I'll definitely have to have her on for that. And... You know, that's another guy that could always help out a struggling goals team right now. Uh, David Cotton, I remember him being like a fairly solid player with the Chicago Wolves. I know he hasn't done much in Coachella Valley this season, but with the Wolves, I thought he was a perfectly fine center. Another good depth center that the goals could always use. So I'm sure they'll welcome him with open arms. All right. So once again, the two new acquisitions, David Cotton from the Firebirds and Pavel Regenda from the Ducks. What can I tell you? All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Goals Thursday. Don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thanks for making this your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, Thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Gulls, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the evening. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind 
to one another and ducks fly together. Mm-hmm.